Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fruitful Vine Podcast. I'm here with my pastor, Pastor Joel Urshan. Pastor, are you doing good today? Man, I'm doing good. Amen. Blessed of the Lord. Feeling good. It's a great day. It is a wonderful We've day. had some awesome weather here yes. in Cincinnati. Uh, I know some people are struggling with allergies or things like that, but the weather, temperature, humidity, yes. it's great. Tis the, tis the season to be sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that uh, Cincinnati has been called the San Diego of the Midwest. Okay. I don't remember who said that or where I heard it, but I liked it. Yeah. I like San Diego and I like Cincinnati. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll claim it for now. It's been a beautiful spring. We've had uh, some awesome time. Uh, this past Sunday here at Tree of Life Church was an amazing time. Indeed. Uh, you did not even get to preach. I did not. Sunday. I did not get to preach. Um, and that's rare. Yeah. That's rare because we do, of course, place such a high priority on the preaching of the word. Uh, but there was a move of the spirit in that service. And there were people that were breaking, I, I like to call it breaking through. Yeah. You know, and that's so important. And there are times when, when that starts to happen, it's just like God has stepped in and said, hey, just let me be with my people. I just want to be with my people for a while. And uh, you just get out of the way and let the Lord have his way. And it really, truly was a special Sunday. Yeah. I was not able to be here this past Sunday. And yes. I watched uh, online live, like while it was happening. And I was like, oh, man. I, I hated missing that service, <laughs> yeah. not being able to be a part. It just looked so awesome. It was uh, had an old-fashioned prayer line. Prayer line, yeah. Uh, just an incredible, incredible move. Amen. Uh, of the spirit. I heard testimonies from that service. Oh, and it, just... It's so it's so amazing to watch people uh receive that blessing from yeah. the Lord. You know, when they uh that 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 there's a joy that comes from that that is hard to describe. Yeah. And but uh, but a wonderful thing to experience. Yeah. It's the fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. The it's the of presence joy. of the Lord. There's yes. fullness of joy. Amen. Uh, speaking of being full, we'll just use another segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the people are, are asking, and by people, I mean myself, but I've also know other people that yeah. ask you this question. <laughs> okay. Um, here in Cincinnati, the San Diego of the Midwest, I'll coin it again, uh, we're, we're famous or infamous for our chili, our, our Cincinnati style chili. Indeed. Lots of different restaurants, Camp Washington, uh, chili, blue ash chili, chili thyme. Uh, Gold Star Chili, yes, and Skyline Chili. Right. A lot of our constituents here at Tree of Life Church are uh, also parishioners of, of Skyline. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm I'm wondering today if you have a preference in those two, or in those five, or in those seven, wherever. Yeah. Wow, that that's a that's a very profound <laughs> <laughs> uh, question because. Um, man, there are some strong feelings about these various institutions. And the Cincinnati style of chili is an acquired taste. Mm. Not everybody enjoys it, but if they'll give it time, they will. Yeah, we, we, right. we believe by faith that yeah. they will begin to enjoy it. Um, man, they're all so good. I, 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 I have said before, and there was almost a revolt from the skyline Skyline team, but I've said before that I might drive an extra mile for Gold Star. Uh, I like Gold Star's menu. I'm really a big fan of their menu. They have a lot of things on their menu that are really good. The Skyline chili itself yeah. is really hard to beat. Yeah. Um, 
there's debate about what they put in it mm-hmm. to make it so good. I'm a big fan of blue ash chili, yeah, which is the Cincinnati style of chili, and it's right near the church here, the original yeah. that has been featured on on uh, national uh, platforms. And so, man, that's a really hard one. But I uh, I don't know that I can pick just one because I I'm a I'm a big supporter of all of them. <laughs> I'm one of their parishioners, yeah. as we might say. If you invited me to any of them, I'll meet you there. It would probably be blue ash chili. If okay. I if I was just picking right now where I'd go, it'd be blue ash chili. So yeah. we'll just we'll just say blue ash chili. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a it's a blessing. Traditionally, a uh, a Greek dish, salsa kima, for those who are researching us out there, saying <laughs> it's just some Cincinnati thing. It's deeper yeah. than that. Deeper than that. It's deeper <laughs> than that. And uh, anyway, we love our chili. Uh, speaking uh, of tasting. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, of being full, uh, today we'd like to get into the topic of uh, the tongue, mm. uh, and kind of a, looking at the tongue, our words, uh, our voice, the breath that we have yes. uh, through the filter of the fruit of the spirit. That's what we try to do here on 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 the podcast, looking at different things that we come into contact with through the lens of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, Scripture says, you shall know them by their fruits. Right. Uh, people know if we are a follower of Jesus Christ by uh, what we do mm-hmm. and maybe more noticeably by what we say. Right. Or maybe rather what we don't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we, get into, as we get into looking at the fruit of the Spirit and applying that uh, to our tongue, what do you think is important to just start that foundational discussion with to know about the tongue. Oh, the, the, the tongue is so vitally important to the Christian, uh, to anybody, to anybody. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what the Bible says about the tongue yeah. and why it, it explains why it is so important. Uh, to understand, I think, the, the value of having a disciplined tongue, you have to know the destructive potential of the tongue. James describes it in ways that you you cannot ignore the tongue yeah. after reading what James says about it. James says that number one, no man can tame the tongue. So imagine anything that is untamable. No man can tame the tongue. And he says that it is full of deadly poison. He says that it sets on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire of hell. Um, There are are things about the tongue that James refers to that are are shocking, that are terrifying. And even Paul and the, the prophets, the prophets spoke about it. Paul recited what they said in the book of Romans. The prophet Isaiah spoke of it, and then Paul recites it, uh, revisits it. It, it, it. Talking about the poison of asps is under their lips. It, it, it is describing the words of, of people who have an untamed tongue, unbelievers, people who are, are just uh, freewheeling, if you please, with what they say, and don't mind the damage that's being done. Uh, it, it likens them to the venom of a viper. 
so imagine the debilitating effect that a viper's venom has upon a body. And Paul is telling you that's the debilitating effect that the poison of a cruel tongue has upon the body, whatever body you want to talk about, a person, an organization, an institution, a... Uh, I'll even say that the body of Christ relies upon people whose tongues are yielded to God. Yeah. So, so yeah, this this matter of the tongue is of vital importance. Uh, to have a disciplined tongue, it has to be tamed. And this is what James said. This is how he likened it to brought it kind of brought it home. He said that the tongue is similar to the bit and the bridle that is that is put in the horse's mouth that the rider that is you know governing the horse it's a massive beast it's a massive animal but this small bit is put in its mouth and that gives the rider the ability to turn the animal wherever it is desired that the animal be turned through this small bit that's in its mouth. Then he likens it to a massive ship, a a, a floating vessel uh, that's navigating the seas and says, similarly to the way that the helm is just a small part of that ship, uh, but whithersoever the governor determines, it it just uses that helm and the whole ship is turned by that small helm. James said that's the way the tongue is. Yeah. The tongue is able to turn your body. It's able to turn your circumstances. It's able to turn large, consequential, massive uh, entities. The tongue is able to do that. Yeah. And so I, I, I contend and the scriptures teach us the power of the tongue and so you know, in this podcast, The Fruitful Vine, one of the things that we want to demonstrate and help people, listeners, to understand is that the fruit of the Spirit are capable of, of being applied in everyday circumstances. You know, and there's power in the fruit of the Spirit. These aren't just nice qualities. These aren't just good behaviors and, and reasonable temperaments. These are spiritual powers that are found in the Holy Ghost. And one of the ways that we can employ them and apply them is through the usage of them in our words, yeah. in the things that we say. We, you know, that scripture that gets tossed around a lot is the, the power of life and death is in the tongue, or, or life and death are in, is the, in power. the power of the tongue, right. And you don't think of your tongue being a, a powerful thing, and yeah. yet when you speak life... Life grows. Yeah. And when you speak death, things die. Yeah. And it's so important that we speak life and that the fruit of the spirit, that life-giving spirit, the fruit of that life-giving spirit comes out through our mouth and through our words and through what we say. Absolutely. You know, you're exactly right. And when you look at even the gifts of the spirit, you know, we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit are intertwined. They're cohabitable. Uh, I often like to say that the gifts of the Spirit will flow 
when the fruit of the Spirit grow. Yeah. The gifts of the Spirit operate when the fruit of the Spirit are in place. It, it's actually through the fruit of the Spirit that the gifts of the Spirit begin to, to function. And there are gifts of the Spirit that are actual words, like the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and the gift of prophecy and uh, the, the gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. And, and there are things that we say that are, that are key to the moving of the Spirit of God. And, and let's take, take prophecy, for instance. This is one example of how we can speak life. You talked about speaking life yeah. and not speaking death. Speaking life. Uh, just about everything that we say carries such weight. Uh, let, let's take the word sentence, for instance. If I, if I were to construct a sentence, it's got a subject, a verb, it's got all the necessary grammatical components that, that uh, constitute a sentence. That's an interesting word to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a legal word. It's, it's a judgment. Yeah. It's, it's a judgment. And that's what's happening with every sentence you speak. Mm. You're making a judgment. You're, you're, you're sentencing something. You're sentencing someone. These, these, I know these are different concepts, but there's a reason it's the same word. Yeah. Because it, a sentence in grammar... It, it, a sentence is in what we say what, what a sentence is in what a judge decrees. It's, it is, there is judgment being enacted with everything you say. So what judgment do you want to practice? Yeah. What do you want to see happen? What, do you want the will of God or do you want the will of the enemy? What, what, what is it that you want to, to see happen? The Bible gives us the ability to speak things, the Bible says, speak things that are not yeah. as though they were. This isn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't uh, wishful thinking. Yeah. This is employing the tool of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, beginning to declare the will of God over your circumstances. Yeah. So when your child acts up, you know, and, and man, you, you, you're feeling the emotion and... Uh, and of course, that can range from when they're very small till they're uh, teenagers and older teenagers and should absolutely know better and, and everything in between. And as parents, maybe, you're challenged to wonder, what do I say to this? How do I respond? Well, you've got to be careful in those moments because you, don't, you want to be intentional about what you say. Not just careful about what you say or cautious, but intentional about what you say. So instead of, instead of exalting the thing that they're doing as defining them, uh, let them know that what they're doing is not who they are. Yeah. And then tell them who they are. Yeah. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't you. If they, if, they, if they tell a lie, don't say you're a liar. Tell them, hey, you're not a liar, yeah. so stop lying. Right. <laughs> Don't agree with the devil and tell them that there's something he's telling them they are. Yeah. Tell them, I will not let you be that. You're not going to be a liar. You're not going to be a deceiver. You're not going to be a cheat. You're not going to be an immoral person. 
that's not who you are, so I'm calling you to repentance on that. Yeah. Be intentional about what your words say. You can employ a spiritual gift here. It doesn't have to be uh, a situation where you lose your emotion, or your temperance, you lose your cool, and you start flying off the handle and saying things that, man, you wish you could take back because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, there are some false prophecies that can come to pass if people believe them. You know, if, if somebody's practicing a behavior that's troubling, don't tell them they'll end up in jail. Tell them, I'm not going to let you end up in jail. Yeah. You, there, there are times when uh, somebody might pronounce a sentence upon somebody, a curse that, that wasn't there before they spoke it. But once they start, once you start speaking something, that's going to be believed. Word is designed to be truth. Okay, word is designed yeah. to be truth. The most unnatural thing in the world is a lie, and so that's why we feel so hurt when somebody lies to us, and we feel deceived because there's nothing more unnatural than a lie. Word is truth. Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So word is designed to be truth. When it's not truth, it, it, it's going to create. Word creates. Words become flesh. This is why you got to be careful about what you think, because what you think becomes what you say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So what you think in your heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you're thinking in your heart is going to, it's going to come up out of your mouth. And I'm going to tell you something. If it comes out of your mouth, it's going to start creating stuff. And, and so the key, the key is to speak truth yeah. in love. Speak truth in love. You can apply correction. You have to apply correction. But you can apply correction with the fruit of the Spirit. You don't, you don't correct something like, a, a, I've used the analogy of a child, but, but, but you, this is true of every relationship. You don't deal with conflict or controversy and put the Holy Ghost on the shelf to deal with it. Right. You know, we, we get into the habit of saying, I'm about, to, I'm about to lose my Holy Ghost or about to lose my religion or um, lose my cool no, don't do that. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna end up with a, 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 a some damage yeah. that didn't have to exist. No, this is when you want to employ the Holy Ghost. Let okay. the Holy Ghost fight this battle. The Holy Ghost will move through your words and begin to address the circumstances that you're trying to 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 deal with, yeah. and you'll end up. That, that moment where, again, we're going to go back to the analogy of raising a child, instead of creating a new problem and convincing the child that they're, they're evil or they're bad or they're destined to be a problem and they're going to always have this issue, you can create a lot of impressions like that that become the reality in the future. But if you let the Holy Ghost move through your words, you can actually deal with this correct it, help the, help the person repent and grow from the, from the mistake. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's an opportunity to help the situation. Yeah. 
when you use your tongue the way the Lord designed it to be used. Yeah, there's, I, I mean, my goodness, we just went to school there for a second, and it was fantastic. So many different directions you could go on that. When you were talking about the snake, I'm just going to re- recap that for myself real quick because yeah. it was so much goodness. When you were talking about the snake, I was reading a book this past week of a of a missionary who spent a lot of time in the Amazon basin mm-hmm. and stories of snakes and snake bites. And a lot of times they were he was using his his float plane to get these people who had suffered these injuries to a doctor. And most times, by the time they would get there, thankfully, uh, the the person would be okay, but they would have to to like amputate that limb. Mm. And when you said that, you know, your tongue has the the poison and, and sure. venom in it. I don't ever want something that I say Absolutely. to cause damage or a loss yeah. to a body. Right, right. And and then to play off of that as you got into uh, speaking things that are not as though they are, we know that God has good thoughts yeah. and plans for us yeah. in a future, and he thinks good things towards us. Yeah. I don't want to say or believe or decree or declare anything that he does not believe. right. Right. That's right. I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak a lie. So maybe you and you got into this on Mother's Day. I'm so glad as a father, I was there on Mother's Day and listened (laughs) to this sermon. It was so practical for teaching. But as my my young children act up, I don't want to declare something that they are are not. Yes. That maybe is not the truth because then it's then it's a lie. Yes. And the, the scripture calls the enemy the the father of all lies, and the truth is not in him. I don't want to be a Right. The child of the enemy. Right. To be the child of the king. And so I don't want to declare anything yeah. that is contrary to what the Lord believes. Yes. And that was such good practical help for parents. If if you're a parent, if you've got young kids or if you know somebody with young yes. kids, this is such a great practical thing to apply in your life as my kids do things that they should not. Right. I don't come in and say, don't you do that? I can't believe that you did that, and, and just and declare that over them. Encourage them. You have to have that reproof and, and correction in right, the home, right? But the home should be the safest place my kids go all day. Yeah, yeah. And if there's no encouragement there, yeah, from myself and from my wife, their parents, yeah, it's not yeah. it's not a comfortable place for them to be. And I want that life, that speaking life, yes. That, constant. I know maybe you did this, but that's not who you are. That's right. We're, we're, we're called to something higher and, and, yes. and call them to that. Just such good practical application of, yeah. of speaking life today. It's so important. It's so important. And, and children can, can process things. Yeah. And the adversary, you got to remember that the adversary is constantly speaking into people's ears. And what does the Bible say about the adversary? Yeah. He is the accuser. Right. So he is accusing them the Bible says day and night. Yeah. So that, that means in your waking hours and in your sleeping hours, the accuser of the brethren is accusing you of being whatever he says you are. He's lying. He's telling you all that you are, all that you aren't, how that you failed, how that you'll never be what you should be. And when you come in to bring correction to your child, you, you have to provide that correction. You have to create that line and teach them right and wrong. You have to teach them the difference between the holy and profane. You just have to make sure that when you do it, that you are speaking God's word right. and not confirming what the accuser has been telling them. Yeah. Because the accuser is telling them lies about themselves. And when that figure, that God-ordained figure, be it a father, a mother, 
a, a pastor, a teacher, a mentor, whoever, a friend, when that figure in that relationship comes in and begins to confirm the word that the accuser has been saying, yeah. we, we just have to be, that's what the Bible means when it says wise as serpents. It's telling you to outsmart the devil. Mm. And the fruit of the Spirit, outsmart, it outsmarts the devil. Yeah. The fruit of the Spirit uh, is something he cannot, he doesn't know what to do with it because he wants you to lose your cool. He wants you to lose your temper. Yeah. He wants you to... He wants you to fly off the handle. And, and you know what? In losing your temper and your cool, uh, sometimes uh, you can lose your credibility. Yeah. And that's what he wants. He wants you to lose your influence in the lives of people God has given you influence with. And, and you want to maintain that influence so that you can speak the word of God, the truth in love, life and not death, and what you'll see is you'll see people begin to grow instead of wither away. Yeah. And so, yes, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. Amen. That comes through sanctifying of the tongue. Yes. Yeah. And I think we're going to get into that next time. Amen. Because that needs to happen for life to be spoken. Exactly. Again, it's not something you can just flip on and say, I'm going to do it today. Or, right. It is something maybe you can turn off and say, I'm going to on the shelf like you said we don't want to do that we, don't want, we to want to be that. sanctified at all times that's right amen well we we pray god's blessings over your life amen. we encourage you today that no matter what your circumstance is if it's good or if it's bad speak life amen. glorify the lord and with all that is within you bless his holy name amen speak life today we love you god bless you in jesus name 